Okay. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Our topic tonight is Ta'anit Yachid Nezer Otsar. Ta'anit Yachid, the personal thing. Is it a vow, an oath, or is it just pain? Shittat Shmuel, and this is Shir number 24. Everybody mute. Abba and... Uh... No, you're not muted. Okay, we're going to start from the middle of the page. In the middle paragraph. Amar of Yehuda. Amar of Yehuda Amarav. Love Adam Ta'anito Ukorea. Okay, a person, Rabbi Damarav says, a person, we're talking here about Ta'anit Yachid, personal Ta'anit, not a Ta'anit Sibor. Personal, when we learned that we have to, you know, somebody wants, for some whatever reason, wants to do tshuva, he feels uh, feels overwhelmed, he wants to do something. So he makes a tanis, he's makabal on himself, the mincha before, makabal tanis, and uh, that's a tanis. And he has, and he fasts. Here, surprisingly enough, Rabbi Damarav says, love adam tanitopore, which literally means a person can borrow is Tanit and payback later. The meaning of that is, is if he's in the middle of the fast and he can't he can't take it anymore, he's very uncomfortable, then he may break the fast and make it up at another time. That's only Tanit Yachid. This is something unique about Tanit Yachid that is not true by Tanit Sibor. Tanit Sibor, you have a chiyuv to finish the fast, the national fast, and there's no way out. Unless it's Pikuach Nefesh, of course, and then you have a way out, but otherwise not. Here, I did that once on the Tanit Sibor. What? I did it once on the Tanit Sibor. Yeah, you weren't feeling well. I was in a situation where I couldn't fast. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was a it was a nitche. It was a muktam. Uh-huh. Anyway. Rabbi Yudamarav says that a person is allowed, but Tanit Yachid, you're allowed to break the fist if you find it too hard and to pay it back. So we have two halachot. Rabbi Yudamarav tells us two things. Number one, that a, you're allowed to break the fist when it's warranted. Not because nefesh, but you don't feel comfortable. You can break at your, you're not at ease. If you, for some reason you need to eat, or another good reason, maybe not such a good reason. See the Gemara will have a, even not such a good reason. If you decide not to complete the fast, you're allowed to do, do that. Provided the second point, that's the first point. Second point is, however, you must pay back. You're borrowing. It's not taking. You're not allowed to take. You borrow. That's our Rab Shita. coming to Shmuel. Rab was a Talmud of both Rab and Shmuel. Go back and forth between them. So when he said Rav's halacha, when Rabbi Yehuda brought Rav's halacha in front of Shmuel, Amar Li Shmuel told me, no, let's pay attention to the language here, 
Did he actually accept an oath? Did he swear? Did he make a neder to, to fast? And when you make a neder, you have to fulfill the neder and you have to fast. All that we have here is uh, an, an agreement, basically a decision, a personal decision to sit and suffer. Suffer. If you can, if you're able to take the suffer, hold on to the suffering, then good. If if he can't take the suffering, if he's came to the point where he's 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 hurting and he can't continue with a terrible headache, whatever it is, and he can't continue the fast, he doesn't have to be mitzarnafsh. So what is Shmuel arguing on Rabbi Yudah? He's saying on both points. See, not only is he able to stop whenever he wants to, but he can stop whenever he wants to with impunity. He doesn't have to pay it back. Why? Because it's not an edit. Rather, it's tzad. These are the themes we talked about, but it's, it's very blatant here. It, going through the lens of the uniqueness of Ta'anit Yachid, that there are two aspects of the fast, right? It seems to be a machloket here. Rav, right? Shmuel says, neder versus tzar. And he picks one of the two. He says, it's not a neder, it's tzar. Shmuel holds that a tanit yachid is tzar. It has no, doesn't have the status of a neder. Whereas, whereas what? Whereas Rav, Rav holds, it is a neder. That's what he holds. Shmuel rejects that, but Rav says, it must be that what Rav saying is that it's a neder. And on the one hand, for some reason, you're allowed to be flexible with the neder as far as, right? right? You don't have to finish it, but you have to be mashal. Right away, you ask the question, like, what, what, what kind of a machine? One second. The, how can you how can There's you one machine. There's a machine. I don't see one point here. This, what is a machloket? Rav and Shmuel argue on two points. I only see one point they argue. There yeah. are two points. First of all, can you lechatchila break the fast? You have the right. Let's say b'diavet. You get into a b'diavet situation. You can't take. Rav also says you can break the fast. Yeah, you're right. And halachically, it is not. You're right. Rav also says that's right. The Shmuel is saying. You don't think Shmuel says you don't have to make it up, but Rav says you Rav have to says, make it up. Right. Rav says it's good. Okay, good. Thank you for correcting me. Rav says it's uh, you can break the fast anytime you want, provided you make it up. Shmuel says you can break it up, you can break the fast anyone, and you don't have to make it up. This is the machloket. So what is the machloket exactly about? And um, this will help us uh, fine-tune our understanding of what, what is a tanis yachid? And, and, and what is a tanis? Right, we saw these phrases before also. Tsar and neder, we didn't see, but tsar we saw. But what is the neder here? It, it, you get a simple question. If, I don't understand. If it's a neder, what did he say? He said, Minchat the day before, Makes a neder, I'm going to be betanit machar, and I'm not going to eat, not, I'm not going to drink to machar, whatever. So how could he go and, despite the nether, how could he go and eat? How is it mutalachatchil to go and eat? So the Yishonim, Ritva primarily, 
says we're talking about a very specific type of neder. It's neder mitzvah. There's two basic types in Nidharam. We won't discuss it here now, just a short short uh, commercial for neder. We have nidre isurin, which are basically you're asering yourself, the cheftzah, on yourself, meaning you're saying, this apple, I'm not going to eat. Well, you can't eat the apple. Come hell high water, you can't eat the apple. If I say tomorrow I'm not going to eat and not going to drink those foods, I'm not, tomorrow I'm not going to drink and not going to eat, then it's then it's a nidre iser, and you're not allowed. If you say on the foods, you're not going to eat, not going to drink, then the nether is chal, and you cannot, you don't have the freedom to eat. So how, how is this working? The answer is here, it's not, the Ritva says here, it's not a nether of isur, where you're creating a isur chefza. But here it's more uh, creating a chiyuv gavra, mitzvah, it's called nidre mitzvah. Very simply, it's a nether to do something good, to give something to, to, to Ani, to give something to Hashem, right? Hekdish, right? Staka. Staka is Nidre Mitzvah. You say, I'm going to pledge, I pledge X amount to the Aniyim, right, to this uh, Staka, so then you have to give. But, it's flexible. If Even if you say, I'm going well, to give tomorrow. Tomorrow is just su- a suggestion. It's just a Hamlatzam, but it's not Mechayim. Mandy? Yes. Uh, if it's on the Gavra, isn't that called a Shvua? Yeah, the the, the Rishon discusses that. The Rishon has that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, normatively you're right. That's the difference between and a neder. But here, this this criteria of nidre mitzvah is, is mm-hmm. a new category. It's not exactly a shvur. The Rishon discusses it. It's a long. long uh, I I don't remember what he answers, but I I understand it's it's a new it's a new category. <coughs> Okay. So we're talking about Nidre Mitzvah. For example, he gives an example. Someone who says this money for Tzedaka. And make a nether this money to Tzedaka. It's a Nidre Mitzvah. It, it's a nether that I'm going to give it Tzedaka. Even if you, right? You, and, and let's say some important bill comes along. You have to pay this bill. You can't, and you need, and you need the money that you, don't, that you pledged to Tzedaka. So you could, you'd be a lovel parer. That's what the money is. You can the money you have now. You can use it for to buy your piano, and uh, and then you can reimburse hektish or the honey. You can give him other money. And you say tomorrow, since it's not part of it's not a critical part of the neder. The neder is to give, and if you give, whenever you give, it's okay. In fact, the Gemara is going to say that's more or less those many words in the next piece. You should look at that. Just Kiamrita uh, coming to Shmuel the second time. It should be like a neder. A neder, referring to a neder mitzvah, you don't have to pay it tomorrow. You can pay it whenever you want. I mean, as long as you, in the end you pay it, it's uh, you fulfilled your obligation. So that's what we're talking about here, nidre mitzvah. That's what Rav says. Since it's nidre mitzvah, on the one hand, on the one hand, you have to, you have to, you know, in the end, be mashlim, pay up the, your your pledge. 
you have pledged something and you have to pay it up. But, right, on the other hand, you're you're allowed to use that money or, or use that time, right? I mean, tomorrow as a fast day, you're allowed to pay back another time. You're allowed to break the fast. Why? Because it's not part of the nether. It's the nether is only the, in the end you you fast a day. You owe a day. It's like owing the money that's stuck with that. As long as it didn't get into the hands of the gabai, right? That's Allah and Mitzvah. I pledged money for tzedakah, right? As long as it didn't get, get into the hands of the gabai, the collector, that money is open for my use. Because the main thing is to, that you owe, you find, you will pay eventually. You don't have to pay now. Even if you say, I'm going to pay now, you don't have to pay now. Once the Gabbai gets it, then the Ani already had takes possession, then it's too late. So Rav's Shita is that it's simply, it's a neder mitzvah. Now what are you giving? Right? Neder mitzvah. So you can give money to Tzedakah or to Ani. But what are you giving here? What is the donation? What are you pledging? So he says, and this we mentioned he says, you're giving your dam v'chdami v'chalbi. You're pledging to give to Hashem your blood and your fat. That All that energy, that the fat and is burnt and the, and the sugars are consumed in your body, right? Those parts of your body that you're sacrificing, so to speak, to Hashem, that's, that's what you're giving. It's not like a carbon. It's like a carbon, you say, this carbon for, for, as an ola, you have to, that's an ender. And that's what you're giving. You're giving an ola. That here too, you're 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 giving yourself, right? You, now back to our case. When you feel the need to ask Hashem something, when you feel the need to sit in the tanis, you're doing this for Hashem. You're doing this as a carbon. It's like you're being maktish a carbon. Your body, you're being maktish a carbon. And that's the focus. Give, to give to God. It could very well be you need something as well, but the main the main thrust of it is the kedusha of it, the aspect of kedusha. So you're giving to God from your chel and your dam, like the akeda, like the original carbon that was happened on Har Moriah was yakeda, which basically represents the fact that we we ourselves should be like Yitzchak, sacrifice on the Mizbeach, but the Seh comes, comes as, a, as, as a replacement. That's a carbon, and that's exactly what's happening. It's more, by a fast, it's happening even more because you're actually sacrificing those fats that were burnt over the course of the, of the Tanis. So that's Rav. So that explains why, according to Rav, Tanis Yachid, number one, you can break it, because... It's all it, as long as you pay it in the end, it's okay. And it's not the nether is not makbir on that. It's a nether of, of action. As long as you do the action of giving the pledge, it's okay. And we learned that in the end you have to do it. Shmuel says no. Shmuel says there's no 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 nether. There's no nether. Doesn't tanis yachid doesn't doesn't. It's not about nether. Even if you have a decision. Uh, and even if you say it, but you, it's not, it's not a nether. It's, it's just mitzi'ue. It's just for pain. You feel the pain. The pain does something. 
right? According to Rav, we don't pain is incidental. The fact that you're starving is incidental because I'm not I'm not celebrating my pain. I'm not looking for pain. I'm not looking for pain. I'm looking to give my to be Moser nefesh, literally, to sacrifice my blood and my guts on the mizbeach. That's what I'm looking for. To glorify Hashem, right? And maybe to ask Him something, you know, a personal favor that I'm suffering. Right? I, I need something from you to redeem me, to save me. That's true, but that's only incidental. The main thing is the giving. I give to Hashem. I pray. I I I, I glorify Hashem's name, and I I dedicate my entire being to Hashem. Paul says nothing of the sort. The main thing is the affliction, the self-affliction. That's what's important. Now, I, I did a lot of thinking. What exactly is why is self right? Well, you know what? Let's let's see the whole picture. The whole picture. Can, uh, what let's. <clears throat> What does Shmuel say? He says, not only are you allowed to break it, but you don't even have to pay it back. Why? Because pain is pain. It doesn't matter if you felt a little bit of pain, you felt a lot of pain. Pain is according to the, to the one who's who needs it. If you, you need to feel this pain. So whatever pain is necessary, do. Whatever is unnecessary, you can't. It's too much for you. Don't do. Right? The question is, why do you need, why, why do you need to feel pain? What is the pain for? What does pain do? Or is it good? We're going to go back on things we did before, but now it's going to, they're going to enhance our understanding. And this is really what we saw, the Machlok at Shmuel Rebbe Lezer, regarding Nazir. And I, I printed it out for you in a small font on the bottom. This is a little piece that we already did. A very... Uh, Foundational piece about Tanis in general. Amr Shmuel, right? You got it? The small print in the bottom. Amr Shmuel, Koleyoshev, Betanit, Nikrachote. It's the same Shmuel. Shmuel says, whoever sits in a Tanit, whoever is, whoever sits in a Tanit Sibor is Mevorach. The guy who's a problem is the Tanit Yachid, right? That he sits in a private Tanit. He's called a Chote. Why is it called the Chote? Take a look at the language. Savar Kiaitana. The Tanya Rebelezer Akapar Berebiomer. Matamad Lama Bechiparad Mashir Chatala Nefesh. Nazir. Sinned on the soul. Chiviezer Nefesh Chatazer. Which soul did he sin with? Elashat Sier Atzmamanayai. Notice the word Sier. Tsar. Shmuel. Mitsiure. Right? All he writes is Mitsar himself in the wine. Bram Kabachomer. If all that he didn't drink is wine, the chote is still called a chote for self, his self affliction. It's called a chote because who doesn't need anything, who sits in a tainus, that he's called a chote. That's Shmuel. Right? And that's parallel to our Shmuel. He views the main the main of the 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 the, the, ikr, the the foundation of the fast is pain. The pain does it. And the and but, but it's only bidevit. He'd rather you not fast at all, because not, that's not the way Jews deal with their problems. Fast. But if you need to fast, okay, we'll let you it's but if you need to fast, that's what he's saying. Don't for your your chote, it's bidevit. 
But if you're going to go that route, do it, do it Jewishly at least, right? So he says, right? He says, and that's Nazir, basically. And Nazir finds a necessity to separate himself from the world, and that's a chet. Tsar, the tsar, to be tsar himself is a chet. Still, it's, uh, that, that's what a tanis is. That's what a tanis is. And he's a chote. Doesn't say anywhere that Shmuel, Shmuel doesn't say anywhere that it doesn't work. Shmuel says that, that that's what it is. A tanis is about tsar, and whoever say, whoever does the tanis, tanis works, meaning you say aneinu, right? You say aneinu, and the tanis works, and it's, it gets you uh, brownie points, whatever it takes effect, but it's a chet. It's unrecommended way. Let's just finish off, and then we have to ponder. It's like needs to be needs to be un, a little bit clarified. What about Rebelezer? Rebelezer kadosh. He's not called a chotei. Rather, the nazir is called a kadosh. Both are true. That is, and his pasuk is and the proof is shenemar kadoshiye gadel pera searosho. Right, he grows wild here. He's called a kadosh. Now, if let's think a second. If Shmuel is like if Shmuel is like Shmuel, the Shmuel of of Nazir is like the Shmuel of Lovel Porea, right? They're both about the, that the Tanis is about Tsar, not about Neder. So what about Rabbalazar? It, you know, it begs the comparison. Rabbalazar should be like Rab, right? That's it's not it's not the uh, but that's what it seems. So how is Rab like? Rebelazar. The word kadosh is the key. What is Rebelazar saying? A nazir is like hekdish. What's hekdish? Hekdish is nidri mitzvah. Hekdish is when you take an oath and you maktish a behemoth to, to, the, to become, become a korban. You say, this animal, this seh, harei zu ola. Right? Or you say, harei alai ola. Even better. Right? So there's a nether there. And the nether is to sacrifice an animal. And if you don't bring it today, so you bring it tomorrow or the next. And that's the basis of the Kedusha of Nazir and also the Kedusha of a Ta'anit Yechid. Everything is, is coming from the word Hekdish. Meaning when a person sits in a Ta'anit Yechid, right, he's Maktish he's himself. He's, he's Maktish is Chel Bovedama. When a person, and it's the same thing as a carbon, or when a nazir sits in 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 in, in self, uh, right, that he, that he doesn't doesn't indulge. The what's the what's the word the antonym of indulgence? I don't know. What's the answer? I don't know. What's the word? Right when. Uh, Denial. He denial. He, when he's self self denial, is that it? No. That's a nazir. That's the nazir of Rav, and the is is, is the the, the, the of Rav is the nazir of Rabbelezer. You understand? Rabbelezer again. Rabbelezer says the nazir is kadosh, and we don't. What does that mean? His pain is incidental. We don't care about the pain. It's not important to us, and he doesn't even notice it. I don't even know if he really is in pain. He can't drink wine. It's not pain exactly, but it's denial, right? It's uh, asceticism in a way. 
Um, so that's secondary. The main thing is he's giving by by being a nazir. He's giving his chelbovedamo. Um, he's giving his own self, dedicating himself like a nazir. He wears a crown, which is the the hair, and he dedicates himself to the to holy matters. Right, it becomes like Shmuel, the baby. Right, Shmuel, the young boy, was uh, didn't also had minhagay nazir. Right, he came. His mother, Chana, that de- dedicates him to the mikdash, the mishkan and Shiloh, and he works there in the, as a, as a levy, so to speak. Right, he is a levy as a levy in um, in the mishkan. That's what a nazir is about: dedicating your life to holy things to the mishkan here. And that's exactly what a Tanit Yachid is, dedicating your Chelvendam to the cause, to Hashem. All of them are to Hashem. The benefit that I get is secondary. Primary, primary gain is Hashem, to give to Hashem, to give a donation to the Beis HaMikdash, to improve the Beis HaMikdash. Not about me, about Hashem. Well, it's about me and my pain. We have to now, like, what does that mean? Why is pain good? And even if it's, well, why are we doing? Why is this guy doing? Right, Shmuel says it's a chait. Shmuel says it's a chait to sit in, in Tanis, but it, it works. And that's, that, that's, a, that's a type of Tanis. To, to afflict oneself, self-affliction. Sounds a little self-destructive. What, 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 what do I do when I sit and fast? Something's troubling me. Something's bothering me. And I sit and I fast. And I feel pain. That's good. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to get out of. I want to, re- to feel relief. That's one possibility. Pain allows me to feel relief. Um, Let's not go all the way out there for now. Pain, pain perhaps is the... What what is pain for? Pain is to show show Hashem, look, I'm suffering. I'm suffering inside. I'm I'm very upset, worried. Uh, something happened. I'm, 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 I don't know how to deal with what I'm going through. I'm going through a hard time. So I, I, the person fasts. What does that fast do? It says it brings out the pain, the internal pain. It expresses it externally in the form of actually eating and drinking, not eating and drinking, refraining from eating and drinking. It does something. It's, 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 it's. I'm talking to Hashem. I'm telling Hashem, look how much I'm suffering. Look how much the, the, the mental anguish is, is coming out in a rash, in, a, in its own, in something very physical, not eating, not drinking. I'm so worried. I'm so, right? that, that's what's happening when a person, that's one possibility. Why, why anyone would do it? Why would anyone accept upon himself a fast day to, to inflict himself with pain, to suffer, inflict suffering upon himself? What does that do? Why, is it, why would a person want to do that? So one possibility is, that enhances his davening to Hashem, but he's in trouble. He's afraid. Some things that matter, right? He has, God forbid, a sickness, right? And he's afraid. So what does he do? He, 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 
gets all his energies and he puts it into the pain and he says, Hashem, look how much I'm suffering, save me. That's one possibility. And that's that, that as far as Bracha Kedusha, where does that belong in Bracha? He's davening to Hashem. He's, the pain that he's, it's his pain. It's, he's, showing, he's showing an expression of pain. He's undergoing more pain, accepting for himself more suffering. So Hashem sees him and says, ah, my child is suffering, I'll give him a break. That's what he wants. That's one possibility. Another possibility, and uh, I don't know, you, can not, you don't have to take it, is self-destructive behavior. Right? And I was looking at doing a little research. There, is, there's, uh, there, there, there are many cases of people need psychological help. One of the first things they have is self-destructive behavior, so whether it be uh, anorexia, whether it be cutting, God forbid, and they lead to suicide attempts. A person is doing things that are self-destructive, binge eating. Right? These are all examples of self-destructive behavior. And it gives relief to the person. I don't understand how, but you know, the person feels either after abuse or after uh, traumatic experience, the person to feel relief cuts, you know, makes cuts in their arm or it's not something new. You don't have to look to modern psychology for this. It's in the Torah. I'm just saying it as as mental psychological ramifications, right? They used to, over the mace. The goyim used to be misarait sarate, right? They were in pain, a loss, and they go, they freak out, and they feel relief by cutting themselves. It's not an intellectual. Uh, Exercise. It's something that is mental, psychological imbalance. Person can't take where he is. He's in pain, in mental anguish. He relieves it by cutting himself. That's what. It, that's according to Shmuel. That's tzar. That's what you're doing. And he says right away, it's a it's a chote. Your your sin. We don't believe in such things. It's not even healthy. I don't know. They didn't know to say it's not healthy, but it's not good. It's not certainly not Jewish. So that could be why why he's doing it. He feels relief, and 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 that's possibility. But I like the first possibility better. That he's the pain is to enhance his situation in front of God. Okay, that is Shmuel. That is Shmuel. On the one hand, the nazar is a chote. The behavior is not right. We don't want pain. On the other hand, because it's only about pain. Then you could stop whenever you want to stop the tamid, and and um, and you don't have to pay back. You don't have to pay back since it's a chait, since it's it's you were never you never obligated yourself to deliver. You right? It's not as if you you said I'm going to give you God, right? You're pledging. I'm going to give you God a pint of blood. I'm going to give you. That's not what we're talking about here, right? That's that's rob. Well, you don't you don't give anything. It's about experiencing pain. And that pain that you wanted to experience was limited to your, your discretion. If you want more, more, less, less. So again, to, to make a, a sum it up, very short, we have Shmuel Shita, which is about Tsar, which is about Bracha, right? It's the, it seems like the antithesis, the dark side of Bracha. That when there's suffering, I want to suffer, ex- I want to express my suffering in order to be Hashem to see it and, 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 and save me. This attracts Hashem. It's like part of the tefillah. And the tefillah is for me. It's bakashot. It's not sheva. It's bakashot for me. Whereas the 
Whereas the, uh, according to Rav, according to the Nazir model of, of giving the Chel Dam, there it's giving. So you have to give it. You don't give it today, give it tomorrow. You have to give it. Okay. This, I think, is a, is a foundational piece for the two aspects of Tainus. Tainus of Tsar, Tainus of Neder, Tainus of giving of, of, for Hashem, and the pain is incidental. The main thing is giving. Right? I'm giving. I'm giving God. What am I giving God in a tainus? I'm giving God my chayla and dam, like a korban. I also give tzedaka, right? There's a, there's a, there's a very known minuk to collect tzedaka on a fast. It, it fits, right? I'm giving to Hashem. On a fast, I'm giving to Hashem. I'm dedicating this day to Hashem. And, of course, I have an agenda. I want him to bring rain. But the main thing is not that. The main thing is I want him to be close to me and see my pain. Right? Because I want, I want connection to Hashem. It's for Hashem, I'm giving, showing my importance, my dedication to Hashem. Okay, so now that's that's explained Shmuel and Shmuel. We'd like to see consistency, and yet it doesn't really work. Let's see. Um, start from the top of the page. Now that we did, um, yeah. We should continue. We we basically said the Lishnakam of the first opinion, and the second opinion changes Shmuel around. Right? So the first one was Machloket, Ikidiamri, right smack in the middle of the page. Others say, Amravidamarav, Love Adam Tanito Fore, right? As we saw before, the same thing. Rav says, You're allowed to inter- you're allowed to eat and pay back your fast on another day. And to come into Shmuel when he said that in front of Shmuel, Amali, Shmuel said to review the Pshita. It's obvious. What you're saying, he doesn't argue, rather he reinforces. This is obvious. Right? You're right. Lo ye el It should be like a neder, right? That when I accept, when someone accepts a tamit yachid upon himself, it's like a neder. But what type of neder? The neder of mitzvah. Neder. A neder of mitzvah. Milo matzi bai l'shlumi amezel amachal yamachrina. Right? Can't, isn't he allowed to... Isn't he allowed to pay up Later on, right? He can wait till tomorrow. He can wait till the next day. He doesn't have to do it right away. So to here, you don't have to do it right away, but you still have to do it. So you're allowed to break the fast, but you have to pay up. That's Shmuel. Basically, we've merged Shmuel in the second opinion. We've merged Shmuel with the opinion of Rav. They both agree. Shmuel became the spokesman for Rav. That's a big change, right? Meaning, basically, we have no representative of the sheet of Tzah. It's either neder or neder. That's what the Gemara has done. Basically, wiped out Shmuel's independent opinion. Okay. If we're here already, let's go further. The Gemara now brings a case, a story about it. Rabbi Yeshua visited the house he took. He joined Rav Asi in his home. Avdulei Igla Tilsa, with such a guest, that they made him a nice egel, so a nice side of beef. For him, Amrule, I'm sorry. Uh, Amrule, they said to him, "No, sit down, have a bite of the steak. I'm, right, please eat my steak." I'm sitting in Tainus. It's Tainus Yachid. Amrule, Velozif Mar So borrow and pay back. Doesn't don't you agree with Rav that you can? As we saw, you can borrow and pay back later. 
You're right, I hold a graph. But this is no ordinary Tanit, this is a Tanit Chalom. And what is a Tanit Chalom? Tanit Chalom is when one dreams a horrible dream, a dreadful dream, and is bothered by it, wakes up in, with very anxious and uh, in fear. So the, uh, the solution of Chazal's fast. Fast. This is a fast without a, you know, without a pre-Kabbalah. There's no Kabbalah possible because you don't expect it, right? There's a time, right? You have a bad dream, fast. And the key word is fast, meaning you got to do it fast. That's what the Gemara says. So, and Amarav, Amarav, Chamu Amarav, Ta'anit a fast for 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 a chalom for a fast of chalom for a chalom is like fire for the 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 um, the psolet of the pishtan the the the, uh, the rejects of the of the linen uh, process. You have all these fluffy things floating around. You want to get rid of them. You make a pile of them. And you just light it up, and within minutes you've disposed of the naoret the annoying naoret right like your leaves right we say today you want to get rid of your leaves in autumn right Tanit Chalom is like that in one second one minute you light the pile of leaves and it goes up in smoke and you're left with ashes that don't take up anything any space so what is he saying this for because the it's a quick fix the Tanit if you do it with alacrity it's it it, it 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 solves the problem right away. Ve provided ubabayom has to be the same day. Meaning you wake up in the morning, that day, if you're upset, that day, fast the tainus chalom. You're allowed to fast even on Shabbos if you had a bad dream Friday night, you wake up in the morning, Shabbos morning, and you're reeling from this dreadful dream, you can Misana, you're allowed to fast on Shabbos. In fact, you should fast on Shabbos. I hear here something very extreme, something uh, you know of a scary nature, right? There's a scary dream. Um, the way you deal with it, again, here you see what we we're talking about before in the name of Shmuel, see it in Rav, that uh, this is something you have to deal with right away. Mental anguish, way to burn it. You just got to get rid of it by fasting, by doing something. And this is a, this is also possibly the tshuva and the hate that you had because you're, you're you feel that you're in a threatening threatening. You're threatened. Your existence is being threatened. Something is uh, very cue uh, me. So. We fast the Tanit Chalom, even though there's no Kabbalah, and even though, and right away. So again, Tanit Chalom is unique, that you have to do it that day. It doesn't work if you wait a day. That's why we the, 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 the Tanis, as opposed to the regular Tanis, you can pay back. This you can't pay back. Okay. Maita Kante, so what does he do with the fast on Shabbos? Lays it, Tanis, Tanis, has a famous line, that he sits a Tanis for his Tanis. Yes, he fasts on Shabbos because he has to get rid of the his fears. That's why he fasts on Shabbos. And if he fasts on the next week, one day the next week, 
be mechaper for his lack of onik shamans. Okay. Let's skip to the top of the page and see one, two, three more memroth of Shmuel. And we'll see, do they, are they consistent with Shmuel's line of thought? At least the first Shmuel, we'll see. Our second Shmuel was already non-Shmuel. Amar Shmuel, top of the page. Any fast that wasn't accepted during the day, the day before the fast, is not called a tanit. You need pre-preparation. You need pre-preparation. You can't just impulsively start the fast in the middle of nowhere. You have to plan it out. It has to be pre-planned. You have to first decide you're going to fast, Pick a day, and the mincha before that day, the mincha, mincha before that day, you say the words, Ehei, Yoshev, Tanit, Machar, and that is a Tanit, and then, then the Tanit takes effect. What does it take effect for? Right? What is it? What is it? What, what does it mean? It's a Tanit. Like you say, Aneinu, and then you're chayiv to, 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 to fast. Right? Could we say again, you could be Lova Porea, but that's another. We're talking about here, we don't, we don't have to go there. So does that fit Shmuel's shita, Shmuel's shita of tsar? Who does it? Or who does it sound like more? Does it sound like more that it's a neder or a tsar? The fact that you have to do it beforehand. But who prepares beforehand? Which one? Which which opinion? Right? We had the opinions Shmuel versus Rav. Rav says Lovel Porea, and he says it's a neder. Rav says it's a neder. Shmuel says it's not a neder. Which one of them is more prone to say you have to do it beforehand? Rav. What does a neder mean? Neder means I, 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 I play. It's pre, neder's pre-planned. It's, I will fast tomorrow. That's a neder. That's an ex, it's a vow. You're taking a vow to fast. So if you don't take a vow to fast, of course there's no vow there. According to Rav, Rav, Rav should be the one saying what Shmuel is saying. Because Rav, Rav says you have to prepare the fast. Because you, you have to take an oath. If you don't take the oath, there's no point in the fast. There's nothing there. Right? You have to oath to fast, to give my blood and my and my, my my fats. Right? That's all giving. What Shmuel says, you feel like the pain, to do it right now. You don't need any pre-preparation. We need preparation. You feel a need to inflict yourself with pain, then do it. So I think the answer is yes. In this respect, both Rav and Shmuel agree. Even Shmuel will agree that you need pre-preparation. Why? Because otherwise it's just it's goyish. It's goyish. What are you doing? You're, 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 this is a therapy. You go and you cut self, self-affliction. Right? It's, uh, it's horrific. Uh, so okay, it exists. It exists. exists, but it's a chet. But if it exists, Shmuel wants to take it up a notch, and he wants to make it Jewish. So in order for the, your you, yes, tsar is just tsar, but it needs a, pr- a plan beforehand as well to make it Jewish. Right? You basically say, this tsar, I'm going to use the tsar to get relief 
and to show Hashem my pain. Look what I have to do to get relief. Or look what I look what I feeling out inside as well. Feeling like this as well. We may want to make a Jewish the, the pain. Okay, if that's the case, so therefore Shmuel is he, Dafka, he's the one, like Rav, that is his whole point, that it's gotta make a Jewish. It's, that's Pshita, that's the basis of what it is. It's giving to Hashem as a Jew in the base of Mikdash, Korban, right? Or not, but it's similar to Korban, giving to Hashem. So if you don't have the, right, the Jewish aspect is built in. The, the whole business is about neder and about accepting yourself a neder and, and de- dedicating yourself to Hashem. It's all pre-planned. That's Pshita, my Kamashman. You don't have to say it. Shmuel is the one, right, who really needs it. Because without pre-planning, the Tsar alone is Gregorish. It's Yisutu Sartre. It's not being Banei Matem Hashem Adichem. Uviv Sarchem Yisutu Sarate. Okay, so see, that's one Shmuel. Let's finish off the Gemara. What happens if he decides any way to sit and fast, even without accepting, without a Kabbalah? It's like a blacksmith's uh, bellows that is all full of what? Hot air. It's gunished. You don't, um, you don't makabal tainus beforehand. Your sitting in tainus is nothing. It's worthless. It's like air. Hot air. Right? It's a saying. It's hevel. Hevel avolim. Hot air. Emet makbelei. Now the Gemara asks, when, at what point in time do you do the Kabbalah? Rav says, B'mincha. Shmuel Amar, B'tfilas Mincha. Rav says he do by Mincha. Shmuel says he do by Tfilas Mincha. What's the difference? What is Rav saying differently than Shmuel? We're talking about Mincha. No, Rav is talking about the time of Mincha. Mincha is a time, afternoon, Acharei Tzorayim. But you don't have to be in, in the shul. You could be in the shuk. And, and it comes after, Acharei Tzorayim, comes afternoon. Mincha time. You, whatever you want, whatever you're doing, whatever you're, you're buying apples, makes no difference. You could write there and then say, Makabotanis. Whereas Shmuel says, no, you have to do it in Shmonesay Mincha. And there's a point, right? There's a special nusach. And you do it in Shmakuleno, in Shmonesay of Mincha, Dafka. Okay, so what's the Machloket? And there's a familiar explanation. So here we have Rabbi and Shmuel again. Rav says you can do it anywhere. Shmuel says you got to do it in, in Davin. I had a thought. I don't know if that's you know, I don't know if that's the answer, but I, I, I think it follows the same thing as we were saying before. Shmuel, the pain without any, con- out of context, pain is just pain. It's goyish. It's to to experience right to inflict that pain on yourself. Something that needs to be converted to Judaism. You have to make it into a tainus. So you, first of all, he's the one you have, you have to do Kabbalah's tainus. Not only that, the Kabbalah's tainus you do has to be within tefillah, which is, makes it part of your conversation with God. Putting it in, doing it in the shuk says it has to do with me. Am I, am I getting something between me and myself, right? Do it in the shuk means my Kabbalah. I'm not talking to God. I'm not, it's, it's nothing, nothing to do with God. It's my need. Whereas doing that, so tsar in the shuk, if it's your own personal need, that's very goyish. That's why we want to move you 
move the tsar business, which is a chait, right? Move the self, the, 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 the tsar business. We want to move tsar business. We want to move to where? We want to move it into davening, and for become part of the tefillah, part of shmakolenu, part of our part of our conversation with Hashem, part of the conversation. Say Hashem, don't leave me, save me, be close to me. Look at my pain. Look at look what I'm suffering. Tomorrow I'm going to tomorrow I'm going to sit in suffering more. Tomorrow I'm going to sit in suffering. It has to be during Tfilas Mencha. That's that's Shmuel. Meaning he, it, it's he like it pairs with the Anenu. What's that? It pairs it pairs with the Anenu, which is the next day. Yeah. Right. What do you mean? Sorry. What do you mean? The the the, the Kabbalah Tanit. One day pairs with the Anenu, you can do the next day in the Tanit. Right, right. The Makabal Tanis, then you can say Anenu. Then it becomes it's like it pairs. As a din of what? It pairs. It's a pair. Okay. What do you mean? It's like two bookends. Okay. The Anenu, right. Right, because it, uh, right. Right, so it's like some say. I believe some say that the Kabbalah's tainus is the Anenu. Anenu is Kabbalah's tainus, meaning you say Anenu. There are some sheets. Some I saw it somewhere that you say an erev the tzom Anenu. That's the way Makabal it's on. But you're right. That's the it's it's to give it that 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 right that officialness. It's to give give make it Jewish. Make it Jewish. That's the Tanit Sibor according to Shmuel. Right, dude. Yeah, one more Shmuel. The Amr Shmuel is after, is a, got to turn the page, but we have, I have a trick. Three dots means I can leave out all that Gemara in between. The Amr Shmuel, ain't Tanit Sibor Bevavel, Elatish Bevavel. We saw this before in the, in the name of a different Amora. Here it's Shmuel who says it. There is no such thing as a Tanit Sibor Bavel, Elatish Meaning, there are no Tanit, tanit Sibor is referring to the Taniot, the, the strict Taniot, that come, that are night day, that are night day, and they have the five Inuyim. Rechitza and Sicha, and you have the five Inuyim. Those fasts can only occur in Eretz Yisrael. In Chutzlaretz, they don't happen. There is no Tanit Sibor in Chutzlaretz. There is no Tanit. Except for Tisha B'av. that's the only right, and that's our experience, right? Well, we have Kippur, something else, but it's the Raisa. But as far as the Taniyot Rabbanon, but we also in Chutzlars we're used to the fact, and even Eretz Israel now, it's the way it is. There is no Tanit, a serious Tanit at Sibor in only in Eretz Israel. Why is that? Why does Shmuel not allow, not want? And we said, what does this mean? What this means is that a Tanis needs the authority of Sanhedrin in Eretz Yisrael. The, the Bezdin in Chutzlaretz is weak. doesn't have the power to create and be Gozer Tanis. Only the strong Sanhedrin in Yerushalayim can do it. So it seems that well, whatever it is, it seems that Tanis is something hard to, to enact, that they're very reluctant, very reluctant to litigate. To be goes on Tanis. And it's a last resort. Who does that fit with? Certainly Shmuel. 
Mul says, it's, of course, it's a chayt. Of course, it's a last resort. It's a chayt. Like nazir. It's not a way of life, and it's not a method that we propose to use. And if we were going to, only after the long deliberations and only with the authority of the Sanhedrin, only in Eretz Yisrael. So this fits also into Shemuel. Shemuel is strict about it because he knows that it's Nishta Yiddish Zach. It's not, not Jewish. It's not the way Jews are. Okay. It's more or less the clarification of the two shitot, two aspects of, of Tanit. And, and Tanit has both aspects as well. We have the aspect of the dedicating, you know, to God, giving to God, like hektish, like staka, like chelbovadamo, giving to God. That's one aspect of the Tanit Sibur. And the other aspect of Tanit Sibur is the pain that I, I experienced pain. And that pain, I, I, I bring it up before God and say, look at my pain. Save me. Look how much I'm suffering. Ay, 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 the davening. That's the, that's the, um, the other side of the coin, tsar. Tsar, it's negative. Rasps, and both aspects are there. There are aspects in the Tanit of, we have common components. We have neder, as one component, meaning giving, giving to Hashem, and it's for Hashem. The second component is tzar. Experiencing pain, showing pain, that's something that helps the tefillah and helps Hashem change his mind and give us and pity us. As we sing all of them, very, very consistent. It's got to fiddle with the fine-tuning, but it's very consistent, these, these dafin. What is uh, a tanit about and how does it work? Again, you see, it's not all, it's not all the not all the same thing. Tsar or Ned. Bracha or Kedusha. Giving or taking. Okay, we finished the page. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Shat Hashem. Uh, next week, we'll have Shir. We provided we don't bring any Chamech to Ruthie's table. So we can have a Shir. You hear me, Ruthie? Yeah. All right. So next week, perhaps, we'll have a shear in uh, for Pesach. It's getting close. Yeah. And enough of this Tanis business. Yeah, the thing on. Oh, Pesach Shabbos. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, bring the, the Machlokat of B'nai B'teira. <laughs> okay. About Karim Pesach. Story. It's on Thursday. Yeah. I think. Friday. Friday, is it? No, it wouldn't fast on Friday. Tanis Bahoris is Friday? Okay. Tanis Bahoris is supposed to be Shabbos. Erev Pesach. Tanis Bahoris is Shabbos, right? Right. So it's Friday. Now it's on Friday, just a sort of a table, I think. Uh, I think, right? From today's year, from today's year, we learned that it's not as strong as a Tanit Kalom. 
Because then it could have been on Shabbos yeah. itself. Right, but we don't, we don't want Tanis Chalom is uh, strict because the personal, the, per, the pain of the person. Mm -hmm. Next week is uh, the uh, seal for uh, something. Okay. Yomi, so we're trying to maybe have our seal, have our seal on Thursday or Friday. Those who are having to fast, otherwise. What are they? What are they? Tanis Bechoros is when? On Thursday? I don't know. I'm asking. I think it's Thursday. You have a Tanis on Friday? Well, remember, this isn't really a tinus. Right. I mean, it's only if you miss the seal. Yeah. <laughs> no, but say if you don't remember the seal, you would have to fast on Friday. So if every Pesach is on Shabbos, you don't have to, you just don't do anything. You don't have a tinus. Are those tinus all together? I don't know. I don't remember. Do you remember? How cool, boy. Look it up in the Figure it out. Let me know. <laughs> one second, one second. One second. Hello, you don't have your uh, your calendar? Uh, Tommy uh, Pahoros. I think it should be Friday because Badika's Hamats is Thursday be, night. Yeah. It's right after Badika's Hamats. So, right. so it should be Friday. Okay. Yeah, Friday. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good night. I'll send you a mail. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, maybe it is Thursday. <laughs> There's a dawn of Thursday, March 25th. It's on Thursday. Make up your mind. It is on Thursday. Yeah? Yeah. Tough iron. 
Right. When is the Tainus then? Thursday? I'm looking. Shocharach says in Chaler Pesach b'Shabbos Yeshomim Shemisanim b'Chorus Yom Hey. Some say it's Thursday. Yeshomim Shainim Misanim Klal. Some say there is no fair. Agav Shlin Hog Kisari Shana. Rama says that the, the minig is like the first. Have it on Thursday. Now Gim Kshab Chor Aim Misanim Tachas Beno. Let's see the Mishnah. Anyway, if it's not his man, so you might as well push it off to Thursday. It's truly a privilege to have the opportunity to share some words of Torah with the Shaladim community, a community that has played a tremendous role in my life, for which I am incredibly grateful. 
There's a beautiful idea that was first shared with me by my father-in-law that relates to the Karban Pesach. The Karban Pesach has many attributes, but a couple of them stand out. The size of the Karban and the time frame for eating it. Regardless of the size of the family, the Karban, which has to be completely eaten, has to be a full lamb. Not only that, but it must be fully eaten that night. That sounds like a tall ordeal. The Nitziv points out that there's only one other Karban Shlamin that shares these attributes. The Karban Toda, the Thanksgiving offering. It too is a large amount of food that must be consumed in a finite amount of time. The Karban Toda consists of 40 loaves, 36 of which were eaten and also must be consumed the night after it was brought. What is special about these Karbanos that they share these attributes? The Nitziv explains that due to the amount of food and the short amount of time, these Karbanos have to be eaten with other people. The only way to meet these requirements is by including others. We have to invite people to join. And that makes sense. The Karbanos are about Hakaras Hatov, gratitude. And the best way to express gratitude is by sharing those feelings with others and by expressing one's gratitude publicly. But what is so special about Pesach that this connection between these Karbanos is made? Many of our Chagim contain the element of gratitude. On Sukkot, we thank Hashem for, for providing for us in the Midbar. On Shavuos, we thank Hashem for the beautiful gift of the Torah. On Hanukkah and Purim, we thank Hashem for saving us from an existential threat. So why this deep investment in gratitude, specifically on Pesach? Why the strong similarities between the Karban Toda and the Karban Pesach? The Gemara Brachos tells us that there are four types of people who recite Berchas HaGomel, the bracha for those who survive dangerous situations. Someone released from jail, someone who crossed the sea, someone who traveled through a desert, and someone who was ill and recovered. As the Rosh and Tur explain, the bracha of Berchas HaGomel was instituted in place of the Karban Toda, the Vilna Gon explains that B'nai Yisrael were all of these when they left Mitzrayim. They were freed from jail, the jail of slavery. They crossed the Yamsuf, they traveled the desert, and they were covered from hunger, thirst, and weakness. On Pesach, we recognize that we have so many reasons to be grateful. Conversion rate for dollar shekels. One dollar equals three Israeli new shekels and thirty-one agoras.